Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. The hype train has landed. <sighs> can you believe we're finally this train moment? land? <laughs> it, yeah. it can land. It can sure. go off the rails and then it can land. Yeah, um, that's happened before. Just like this show has apparently already. But how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm just excited to be here. I can tell. Big I think show. the excitement has got the best of us already. But um, <laughs> this is it. Like the moment we've all been waiting for. We can shut it down after this episode one three six. Well, it's been whoa, a good run. Hell's not out yet, bro. That's true. Well, we need to. Yeah, we need to at least wait for him to come up with some sort of release date. Yeah. Um, but no, we have seen the movie. Obviously, we kind of thought there might have been a show in between. Um, but yeah, we have now seen Us, which is a really surreal thing to think about. Um, mm. After waiting so many, many months for this movie, and we finally watched it. And yeah, I cannot wait to talk about it. Um, so yeah, we're going to get all into that. Hopefully, you guys have already seen it. A lot of people went out and saw it over the weekend, which is fantastic yeah, they to did. see. Um, Keep tweeting well, at us, letting us know. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, let us know what you think about this bad boy. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're probably gonna have to go see this again anyway. But yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, but first, I don't, uh, I don't a... watch bad movies twice. <laughs> there is a uh, little bit of news. Um, first of all, just an update because. I mentioned before we were hoping to do the prodigy last week mm. um supposedly it was getting a uk release march 15th yeah we, we um, were getting like tentative uh showings on our cinema app and everything and then yeah to the nothing. point where <laughs> yeah it was listed as a movie but it was never actually showing or had any listings um <laughs> and just the way we like it exactly i think this came out in around february in america 2018 um, <laughs> and it kind of what i presume happened was it really bombed you know if like bombed in america and so i imagine that he basically was like right is this even worth us putting more money into more territories or are we just going to sort of pull the plug and i imagine that was the case um i mean unfriended dark web man like give us a chance to watch it exactly um but what's like this was one that i was already kind of being like well i do want to see this so at least you know we'll keep an, an air out for on demand and hopefully see it when it does arrive um but they've already reported today that it arrives on demand april 23rd <laughs> um which again to me is like well that's only a couple of months after the u.s release um so it feels like they're already being like right this wasn't a hit in the cinemas let's shove it out on demand and hopefully it'll find an audience there um Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Hopefully, we yeah, we'll get yeah, we'll get to talk about it in just a few weeks. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, <clears throat> but with the way distribution I watched, is, I think I watched a trailer for that one. Yeah, I think we did a while ago. So mm. without getting into it too much, but the, the the one thing I heard about the people that did actually see it was apparently it it wasn't the movie that they were kind of making it out to be um, based cool. on the trailers, and they'd kind of hidden it. And yeah, that was my response. I was like, awesome! Like I love when movies do that. Sweet. Um, so it definitely got my attention, and yeah, it seemed to have got a good reception. It just didn't. No one cared about it. Um, mm. But yeah, we shall see on that one. And uh, yeah, just another quick update, kind of. This happened or well, was announced, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and I just completely forgot to mention it. But did you see the um, the latest cover for Fangoria, uh, the mm, third issue? I think so. Yeah, so it is obviously us is the cover. Um, yeah. We get to see Red, of course, uh, the doppelganger on the cover with the scissors. And mm. it's it was awesome. Like, uh, seeing this a few weeks back, um, I was nervous about getting this before seeing the movie um yeah. obviously i haven't got it yet so <laughs> now that no, i've now seen the movie really haven't got to worry about it because i can read it straight away because yeah there's a whole in-depth interview with jordan and they they really much i imagine what they did with halloween they're going to be really diving deep into that movie um and yeah i cannot wait That's cool, man. Um, yeah it was really cool um 
but yeah, getting on to sort of the proper news, um, there was a trailer that dropped uh, this past week. Very, very hype. Um, I think you saw it. Uh, and that is for one... Toy Story. Yeah, we're talking about Toy Story 4. Let's do it. Um, that was a good trailer, though. Um, no, we're talking about something else that was also very good, which was Stranger Things 3. Um, did you watch this trailer? And if so, what did you think make of it? I did. I tried to mm. watch it without watching it. Yeah, I've um, only seen it once still, which I think is a good yeah. sign. Because um, I just thought it was magical and I want to watch mm. it. Like, I just mm. want to see this goddamn series. I know it's awesome. And I know I love it and I know I need to see it. Um, it was cool seeing the characters, like, obviously exploring them being a bit more grown up now. And it they look like so old. A, I can't get over it. I know. <laughs> and it seems like it's quite a deep theme of this series. They kind of talk about it like twice where a character will say, like, you know, we need to grow up, we're not kids anymore, and mm. kind of... I can't remember if it was Mike or one of the characters were looking at the picture of them dressed as Ghostbusters. Oh, Mike kind of looks like, so mm, much older in this yeah. trailer. Blows and, like, like, it seemed like this is going to be a big transition, you know, that they're going to be, you know, exploring more, kind of more mature kind of themes and the characters growing up and stuff. And, yeah, I'm just down for it. It, it just, you know, looks goddamn fantastic. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, Stranger Things is a weird one for me because I feel like it was such an amazing concept. And, and even going into season two, I had apprehension where I was like, I don't know how you can possibly recreate the magic. And mm. they absolutely did it. And then even going into three, I was like, you know, with a young cast, it's very difficult to keep capturing that that same energy. And as soon as you watch this trailer, it's like, boom, they nailed it. They instantly, like, the, the soundtrack, the visuals, seeing these characters oh, no, again. The, the kids are so goddamn talented. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. The cast is you amazing. Know, it was um, not, yeah, it was not like a flash in the pan that cast no. is phenomenal right you know you've got the experience in there you got the youth and then kind of even the new cast members that they added all of them were strong like the mm. second i can't remember what he's called now but the brother that's like the lifeguard in the in the trailer um or he's a, he's a, like a pool anyway and i was just like oh yeah that guy like oh yeah well like the brother all, who's like got yeah. the mullet and everything yeah i was yeah. so happy to see him in the trailer yeah yeah, yeah and i was just like yeah they, they just added like strong characters i'm like oh just yeah i can't wait can't wait yeah it's one of the things that really stood out to me outside of the fact that they just aged so much which was crazy was the um i thought the cgi looked phenomenal like it i especially for a trailer when usually that stuff might look a little bit ropey because mm. it isn't finished um there's a bit towards the end of the trailer where you see either a demigorgon or some sort of new alien that's this massive thing down a hallway and holy shit did that look good because I, I think the cgi has been the only thing that's a little bit sketchy in the first two seasons mm. um, but i thought it looked amazing uh in this trailer so yeah i cannot wait um obviously we talked about this a lot on the show but i feel like even in passing we might have not done it justice because this is something that is one of the great horror things of our times really and yeah we're gonna have to like dedicate a show to it because it's just it's so goddamn hype um but yeah it was it july sometimes july, of july? yeah awesome happy independence day um hell yeah now the next trailer that we we'll get it in about, the fall yeah <laughs> now netflix don't do us dirty no, like that um the next trailer we need to talk about isn't horror movie, okay? So let's just just a fair warning, it's not a horror movie. But <laughs> there is some exceptions on this on this podcast. One of them being Terminator. You know, we always talk about yeah. Terminator. I feel like sci-fi in general gets a slight pass because of how similar it is to horror in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um and Detective yeah, Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, Detective <laughs> Pikachu. Um but no, this this goddamn trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like if that doesn't get you hyped, I don't know what does, man. Like, I've watched it way too many times. Like, I can't stop watching it. Um, I've seen it once. 
<laughs> that's it. the the good thing is you don't i have no idea what's going on in this movie i just love seeing leo just being leo like it's yeah it's such an awesome trailer man like obviously for people that don't know like i love tarantino and he was what i grew up with yeah and... i was gonna say we haven't like explored kind of tarantino too much on this show in the past yeah like, considering we're over 100 episodes in it's like yeah kind of mind-blowing well i guess that's the thing really because outside of like death proof and potentially kill bill he's not particularly you know to do with yeah. horror um but yeah he was like he probably you know without him this podcast probably wouldn't exist because it was when i really started digging deep into film and obsessing over it, it was when i was loving these tarantino movies and obviously his last couple like i enjoy django a lot and then hateful eight i think is by far his worst movie um and with it with them both being set kind of like western it, it very much started to kill the hype for me of just like the thing I loved about Tarantino was it always reinvent himself and always do something completely different to his last film. And mm. I was worried about him being like stuck in this rut. And so I was never that hyped for it. I was like, Oh, it sounds cool. It's in the sixties. The cast sounds ridiculous. But I, until I needed to like see it with my own eyes, that cast, man. Yeah. And now you see this trailer and you're like, Oh my God, it feels like a greatest hits of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like it has the style of Pulp Fiction, but just it feels like its own fresh thing and i honestly cannot wait and like you say that cast is a, an embarrassment of how good the cast is um you know we only get glimpses of like the main ones like leo brad Margot, but like you know this movie has kurt russell in it, it has michael madsen like he's got everyone in this movie man like oh, yeah so the first three is pretty sick then. <laughs> <laughs> i know well they're they're the big names but listen don't don't you don't you dare talk bad about kurt russell all right you can't you can't be doing with that let's talk about um, guardians too no that's not <laughs> no that's not a movie that exists um but yeah cannot wait just had to mention it it's like out in july as well like july is going to be pretty hype um gonna be a pretty good month yeah cannot wait for that um this next one you pro- i don't know if you saw this one there was a, a trailer for again the kind of there's a lot of Manson movies coming out, um, and this is the the one that's called Charlie Says, um, which is interesting because it's directed by um, Mary Harron, who did American Psycho, um, and it's got uh, Matt Smith is playing Charles Manson, um, mm. which is really interesting. Did you did you see any of this? I didn't see the trailer. No. So it's it's a really bizarre trailer because this this is out in May as well. This film, so it's out pretty soon. Um, so it's probably one we're going to cover, but. I don't know. There's something about this trailer. It's kind of hard if you haven't seen it, but I don't know. It's it's one of these ones that I think definitely f- like fetishizes Charles Manson. Um, mm. He he's portrayed in such a charismatic light because Matt Smith is like this really charming, good looking yeah, actor it's... playing this psychopath, and there's something about it that just didn't like sit well with me it's after an watching the trailer. Choice and kind of you know, obviously we've got the Bundy movie with Zac Efron coming out. Yeah, kind of. Um, it, it feels weird to have a Charles Manson movie that's kind of going that way as well by the looks of it. And I've never, yeah. I've kind of like, if, you know, if, um, if Zac Efron's kind of Ted Bundy, then I'm like, Charles Manson's kind of Rob Zombie. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not, mm. he's not like Matt Smith. No. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, but yeah, I, I don't really understand that angle for him. Obviously he a master following but i feel like his charisma isn't like this kind of stereotypical one it was more of like a, a following and a kind of you know 
trance almost that he would get on people and that and that sort of thing was kind of my impression but i may be you know i don't i don't know we'll see what it looks like okay yeah it'll be interesting because yeah it, it does just feel like we're almost in the era of like they're, they're starting to make these serial killers become like these mm. cool sex symbols and that is a very weird place yeah to i be. don't know how i feel about it when these are like having watched um some of the ted bundy documentary on netflix mm. and i'm now kind of like I don't really know if I want to see Zac Efron as this guy anymore because this guy is is an actual piece of shit. Like, yeah. I don't, like we are kind of, yeah, kind of just making them seem like these superstars when they really shouldn't be. And it's kind of, mm. it's odd. Like, there was a phase of it a few years ago, a lot of these movies coming out, and, and it seems like, yeah, they're cycling again. Like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. It is weird, especially because I feel like Ted Bundy was a very specific case of why he became so famous was because of the fact that he was pretty much known as like the good looking one mm. because they don't traditionally look like him. And yeah. so that's fair enough. And I kind of like he does actually, you know, Zac Efron does look like a young Ted Bundy. So that is like good casting. But yeah. yeah. About, like Matt Smith does not look like Charles Manson. <laughs> like they throw the hair on him and everything. But it's like, no, he doesn't look like Matt Smith. All right. But I just like, kind of think like, <laughs> let let Matt Smith play his own type of serial killer in a serial killer movie like mm. look at um it's great jack bill like mm. we don't we don't they don't need to be a, a they don't need to be a, you know an actual serial killer they can just be a made-up one and i feel like you know they can do their own thing then yeah for sure so yeah we'll see about that one it's very interesting um this next one, um, I don't know if you saw this, but it was basically a very small teaser video that kind of gave us an update on the good old Annabelle film franchise. Um, oh, good. Please tell me more. Well, that you're excited to know that you have a new one to watch coming this June. Um, Fucking June. <laughs> I know, it's so soon, <laughs> isn't it? Um, the third installment in the Annabelle film franchise, which has been titled Annabelle Comes Home. Um, oh, I thought I was hoping it was going to be like 2.5 over 1.4 or something like. Yeah, they're going to. Oh, God. Yeah. The Annabelle bloody timeline is just. Yeah, ridiculous. exactly. I hope this one's set before the first one, but after the second one. In that, well, in that two and a half minute window. It says, so apparently the guy, I'm just going to read a random quote and see if this answers your question. Um, the director said, it really picks up with the Warrens bringing Annabelle to the place where it can really no longer wreak havoc. That sounds like an exciting movie. Um, which yeah. is their artifact room. But of course, it turns out she can also wreak havoc there. Fuck That's my life. Um, the only thing that this that no. makes me interested is no, that the Warrens are in this movie. Um, to yeah, what extent... stock footage from Conjuring <laughs> 1 and 2 that they've used for this movie. Guaranteed, there is no new footage of them. I mean, that's the thing, like, is it... What, have we have we really got to, obviously, Annabelle 2, The Nun... Well, was there anything else that's come out since The Conjuring 2? Or was it just those two movies? Because uh, Annabelle was before The Conjuring 2, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like, even so, like, the only two. like two movies yeah. since we like actually got to see the bloody good characters is already too much. And so, yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, I need to see a trailer and see if they're actually in this before I even remotely get Because, yeah, if they're in it, yeah. fair enough. Like, I would be interested in that because they're great. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. We obviously are, are being down on this one because, yeah, we saw that last Annabelle movie and it just wasn't good. Um, but, yeah, yeah uh, so do you... Back for the final news story would you like a hype train update as this one is just pulled into the station then i feel like <laughs> i need to fully jump on board the next one now i'll be honest with you even i think this is a stretch for an update but you know i i do i work with what i can um okay so What's apparently 
Rob Zombie is currently in this. He's in the sound mixing stage of Fuck, finishing yes. Free from Hell. Um, yes, that means it's finished, guys. We've got it. So <laughs> he. So this was a few weeks back when, or when was this? This was uh, no, it's a week ago uh, when it was said day one mixing sound on Free from Hell, getting closer to finishing this monster. Um, he yes, then also added. So full of shit. <laughs> he also added, FYI, our mixer is a triple Academy Award winner who has mixed everything from Star Wars to Inglorious Bastards. So this will definitely sound killer. Now, I need to look up who the hell this is because that seems insane. <laughs> like, who is this guy that's that's a triple Oscar winner who's working on Free From Hell? Like, I think he means it's the program he's using. Ah, I see. Yeah. yeah. I, he's yeah, just like, I think that's the case. I'm using Publisher. <laughs> whoever whoever sold him it told him that. There's like, mate, there's an <laughs> yeah. like Oscar winning yeah. movie made on this. Yeah. All the Oscars, <laughs> mate, all use this. Yeah, all of them. Star Wars and that, all the Star Wars. All the, all, all the, all the Star Wars. Is. <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, Star that's this your update. I hope you enjoyed it. Okay. Um, yeah. Come in August. I th- I believe there was also there was there were some rumors that it was uh coming out Halloween and then Rob basically said no. <laughs> that was the other update. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Whoa, don't rush me. October. What are you yeah. talking about?" He's like, "Whoa, we need to even get, we need to get through principal photography. Yeah. I got cast this bad boy like <laughs> reshoots, like everything. I got he's got to do a Kickstarter at some point just to fund this yeah, thing." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, but hey, listen. we've got a t-shirt yeah exactly we have got a t-shirt um shall we talk about a movie that we have seen that is a movie in that fact exists. a real movie yes let's do it i didn't i didn't think it was a real movie until i actually finally got my eyes on it but yes mm. let's talk about jordan peele's us Where do we start with this one? Oh boy. I mean, there's so much context, isn't there? Obviously, kind of coming off of Get Out, um, you know, what a whirlwind that was just two years ago now. Feels like so long ago. Crazy, for the show. It? it feels yeah. like Jordan is such a household name, and then like, mm. you click his IMDb, and it's like, oh, you've directed two movies. Yeah. Like, to think that this he... is his like second movie is yeah. wild, because yeah. It's insane. You know, and he's he's bled so much into the mainstream it is mm. unbelievable that this movie is getting the kind of eyeballs on it that, that are yeah. currently on it which is which is kind of nuts especially yeah. when those eyeballs then see this movie I'm like yeah good luck normal people <laughs> yeah definitely the fact that he was like you know with 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 get out it was very much a oh you know it's it's almost like a backdoor horror movie really where you can almost get people to yeah. watch that who aren't the biggest horror fans yeah. um but this is like straight up a horror movie you know and we said that from the first trailer where we were like yeah. oh damn this guy actually really wanted to just make a horror film and having yeah, seen it we... like we know that that's what it is <laughs> which is great yeah Definitely, because I do think that Get Out, I did have my slight qualms with, like, how kind of, I don't know, pure horror, but, you know, absolute horror it was. It kind Mm. of, it is, you know, backdoor horror is a really good kind of, uh, you know, description of it. Whereas this is just, yeah, straight up horror, straight in your face. You look at that goddamn poster and you're like, yep, it's terrifying. 
yeah everything the posters the trailers like the soundtrack everything and, and obviously mm. him talking up it was great like on twitter the week before he simply tweeted us his horror film um which was yeah. great to see and you know he's been on all these different documentaries and kind of post-mortems of get out and he's very much become such a huge part of the community yeah. since that movie um and yeah it's wild to think like you say that we've finally seen the second movie i mean mm. where do we even start do we start do we start with a synopsis or is there anything else we need to get into beforehand like i don't know man i think, like I think... have a lot of context don't they yeah i think well, we just need to delve into it like yeah i mean i don't even know how i synopsize this but um so yeah without know. without trying to spoil too much what yeah, is this so movie I mean, about yeah this will be our spoiler free review if we decide that we're going to get into any sort of spoiler territory we'll give a spoiler warning um which we're going to need to but we'll get yeah, to that later because this is a movie that you need to go in knowing as little as possible um so we'll do our best um mm. yes i mean this this movie kind of centers around a family of four um Kind of the two parents, um, Adelaide and Gabe, and their two children, a boy and a girl. And they're basically um, going to a family holiday home um, where they haven't stayed for a while, it seems, but they've gone back there to visit. And um, kind of um, uh, Adelaide, the mother, doesn't have like a... She's a bit on edge, and she's kind of... um, keeps having flashbacks to kind of a childhood scene when she was there before, which I'm not going to go into in great detail. Um, and kind of basically the first night they're there, if you've kind of seen the trailer, you kind of know how it goes. That a, um, family turn up at the, the house kind of in the uh, driveway and end up kind of attacking our family that we've just been introduced to and kind of, uh, capturing them in the living room. And it's discovered that they are, um, doppelgangers of the family. They are kind of the exact duplicates and kind of are trying to attack them and terrorize them. And the whole movie really from there on is kind of unpacking what the hell is going on, trying to see if our family can survive and figuring out why these doppelgangers exist, what's the story behind it and the whole movie has you asking questions the second you get an answer to one question you've got 10 others Mm. um but not in a frustrating way either no um you know and i think um i guess that's really i mean i don't know i think that's as far as i think we need to go for a synopsis really isn't it yeah pretty much you know it's like family meets their doppelgangers and how do they get out of this hellish situation it's very much the exactly that was what we got you know that was what we sold in the trailer and that was more than Mm. enough to get us to go watch this film um damn right um so obviously like we were super hyped for this you know get out was one of the favorite films that we've done for this show full stop Mm. um and kind of the second we knew Jordan was back in horror, obviously we've spoke a lot about the trailer and I'm sure we'll talk about it again in this yeah. episode, but the, the trailer was perfection in, mm. in hype and just everything. It's one of my favorite horror trailers of, and just trailers in general of all time, the yeah, music for sure. and everything. It's just phenomenal. So our hype levels were through the roof. And I know that um, a few weeks ago we watched kind of happy death day to you mm. and, uh, our hype levels were fairly high for that and, and kind of it didn't get over that bar. Yeah. So I was, I did get a little bit cautious and wanted to kind of tether myself back a little bit. And then the second I see the trailer, I'm just off the rails again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but kind of going into this movie, um, you know, the second the credits rolled and we're introduced to the family, 
I'm just completely uh, in love with the world and the characters that Jordan's created. And I just kind of, um, you know, this movie's two hours long and yet it goes through in an absolute blink of an eye. Mm. And um, I wanted an extra hour at the end of it, you know, which just goes to show like how special this movie is. Um, It's uh, like we saw it, what, three days ago now? Yeah. And I still don't feel like I've unpacked it in my mind. Like... Um, this I is one of the first the movie movies again. for the show where I almost felt like I had to see it twice to even somehow come up with yeah. my own thoughts on it. Um, mm. Not that it's like a, a hard movie to follow or anything like that, because I don't think it is. It's just there's so much going on and there's so much to take in that it's it's really hard to mm. give every, everything an equal focus on your first time. Well, I think, I think what you can enjoy about this movie is just enjoy the top level story yeah. that he's given you and everything else. And then if you scratch at the surface, there's so much more. Um, concentrating first and foremost on the horror, this movie is a great horror movie. Mm. You know, take everything else out of it and take, you know, the, the, if, if these weren't doppelgangers, if this was just a straight up, um, you know, strangers sequel or, you know, whatever, like, you know, this was the, the, the terrorizing of the, the family kind of when our characters go to different situations and kind of other people get involved, like there, there are some real elements of horror and tension and kind of especially when you are um centered around these kind of the idea of these doppelgangers and kind of i wasn't sure how that would work with the two the two versions interacting each other and kind of you know sometimes you get this kind of sense of you know that you're not seeing two of the same actor and that's very odd and to Mm. see on screen i never got that once throughout this movie i genuinely believed it from start to finish even though he's telling us a very you know pretty out there you know story as as you know get out was as well um when you start to kind of get into the the kind of what the hell's going on but yeah i just um i was absolutely absolutely in love with it and the second the credits rolled i just wanted to think about this movie and then go watch it again yeah and uh, it's not been fairly you know it's not it's not been away from my mind since watching it three days on that yeah for sure like i think you brought up the fact that yeah we were so hyped for this movie and Mm. um we've definitely been known to hype ourselves up too much for the show correct um i think that to be honest the the one (laughs) i don't yeah i mean the halloween there's there's plenty of movies you know happy death day and for it to you um you know, Jeepers Creepers three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even the ones that aren't. It's not that any that they're bad. It's like once you once you get yourself into this state of mind, it, like we talked yeah. about it going into a quiet place. And even though I didn't have anywhere near the level of hype for a quiet place yeah. I did for this, it was a case of they've got me from the trader and the concept. And, yeah. it, and if they can name the, it, I know it's something I'll love. The thing is, when it's something like Happy Death Day was a great example of that, where it was kind of these characters that we loved a movie that we loved and then they released a trailer that we loved yeah and we were like they've done it again and Mm. then you know and it was kind of like this with jordan like you know this is not in any way a sequel to get out but um you know the seconds we knew jordan was staying in horror Mm. and then we saw the trailer was like oh my god he's done it again but then there is that worry that has he done it again? And yeah, my God, he has like, there needs to be a conversation at some point, like, you know, comparing his two movies, but it's, that's not for today. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, we might get to that, yet. but I don't even know how I'm, I could possibly answer that. Um, no, but yeah, <laughs> I like, I completely agree with what you said. And yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of conversations that had about this movie and I'm looking forward to having them myself, you know, talking about what this movie's about and kind of the impact and everything. But I think first and foremost, we need to know, 
not gloss over the fact that I think this is an extremely fun and entertaining horror movie. And that was the yeah. main thing that I wanted out of this. I wanted two hours of just fun and entertaining horror. And that is is some of the most fun and entertained I've been watching horror movie in, in a very long time. So I think that yeah. aspect of it, he nails, obviously we'll get into it. Like there's so much to break down with this movie, the performances, the soundtrack, everything about that. And, you know, I completely agree with you as well. Like the use of doppelgangers, that is something that we've seen throughout film and TV history. So yeah. And you just get that uncanny Valley feeling, hmm. don't you? When the, you've got these two characters and one slightly out of focus, or you've got the yeah. back of one head and you, you always know, the, see the, the little scene the where they're trying yeah. to tie it together. And you never felt yeah. that way in this movie at all. Like to the point no. where the second that you, that they introduce you to the doppelgangers in the, in, you know, the scene that you see in the trailer where it's the mm. four of them facing the four of them immediately. It just felt like that was eight actors in a room like at no yeah. point did you ever worry about the fact that it would feel bad or anything like that the reason why it was done so well is because normally when doppelgangers are done they're like right you you're gonna look like identical twins and then when when they're when they try to frame the two of them together you're like mm, you're not identical are you they're slightly different frame and everything else but the the doppelgangers have a completely different persona they look different but they you know their stances are different and just everything about them are embodied different characters that just look the same and i think that's why it works so well mm. um you know you take adelaide for example and kind of the hair completely different the way the characters look her face like i just i feel like they must have shot them at completely different time periods because she her face is like almost sunken in for her doppelganger and yeah completely different for her kind of adelaide and yeah. like that kind of works for the others as well like all all three of them or all four of them sorry are, are like that and i think that's where the job is so fantastic that the there's these two distinct characters. They're not just these mirror images. Yeah, he, um, he clearly wanted to, you know, his the way he tasked himself with this difficult challenge mm-hmm. of, could I make a horror movie where the good guys are also the bad guys? You know, in the sense yeah. of the actors are playing these dual roles, which are the two most important roles in a horror movie. And yeah. they are still going to be very identified within those roles. Like you say, it's not a case of they're just a mirror image and all oh, which one's which. It's like, no, no, no. Here's the family that you're rooting for, that you care for, and here's the bad guys that are trying to attack them um yeah. it just so happens that it's the same actors playing all of those different roles and doing mm. it all seamlessly like you say like obviously there's going to be some conversations to be had and there is very much a standout performance in that in this movie um which is mm. peter's performance at the center of it you know she is the star of the show but the, yeah. the supporting cast is fucking fantastic and and winston definitely in particular was someone that i really wanted to bring up because only seeing him in black panther prior to the prior to this film he was you know, I really like Black Panther, but in that movie, he's just a big Hulkin dude and he doesn't really do much. Like, he's very much, mm. he's one of the most forgettable characters in that entire movie. Um, yeah. And so going into this, I was like, oh, I don't really know, you know, what he can do. And so having him cast as like the dorky dad figure of the family was oh, amazing. Was and like the <laughs> fact that he nails it, like all of the jokes, like we'll get into the comedy of this movie, but like he brings all of the moments of levity and humor that this, mo- that this movie needs at all the best times. And it feels so yeah. seamless. He made me care about the family so much more because he was there and he just put a smile on my face constantly throughout this movie. And I really wasn't expecting that from him. You know, you see him in the trailers and you feel like, Oh, is he going to be, you know, the physical presence? Is he going to be the doppelganger? 
going to yeah. interfere the most, but also he's going to be physically the strongest one of their family, you know, when and yeah. he's not that role in this movie. Um, and no. I loved that. I just, that was one of the really standout yeah. moments for me that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I really enjoyed that as well. Cause you kind of, you, you see this guy and you're like, Oh, he's like, you say, he's the threat from both sides. That's mm. what you feel. But then it's like, yeah, it's not the case at all. And I, I really respect that as a choice. I think, um, one of the things that, um, struck me kind of being removed from the movie is the job that was done to kind of keep you going in this movie with because there's some proper horrific scenes and kind of violent scenes and kind of scenes of kind of you know tension and that sort of thing but it's broken up so well with the comedy Mm. where it's not done in like a cheesy way but it's done exactly i mean if if you've seen get out you know how it works like you you get these breakaways but you know get out was a complete breakaway character in a different location yeah whereas this is like on the same location you'll get this scene of comedy that does make you laugh out loud and it just gives your body like this time to like recover mm. and then he hits you again and it's it weren't until kind of after the movie had ended and i was kind of like you know kind of walking away from it and i was like no i'm genuinely creeped out like i'm like that like that night at, when it was dark i was like thinking shit i hope i don't have a doppelganger come out and get me that's <laughs> yeah. fucked up yeah. like and and you just kind of like you know i was like it, it affected me like it definitely did kind of you know but it, it was such a clever job where it wasn't this visceral thing that i just felt uncomfortable throughout it got me feeling uncomfortable and then kind of brought me back to a safe place yeah and it was it was kind of you know it it was a roller coaster you know it if you just plummet in down constantly, you're going to get nauseous. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, he did such a good job of just giving you, giving you a boost and then kind of taking you back down and kind of kept us on the ride for the whole thing. And so, well, like I say, it adds, a, roller coaster analogy. It, it adds a realness to it, doesn't it? Because mm. like, that is how characters react to that situation. Pretty much every line he said was what at least one person was thinking when they were watching that movie. And so that is yeah. why it's great because it's like, oh damn he's reacting the way that i would react you know like how do you react if suddenly your own doppelganger is trying to kill you You'd just be like oh shit what's happening and like that's yeah. exactly how he was the mode that he was in and i like say I, I thought it worked so well because with get out the use of comedy obviously it's fascinating with jordan because obviously he's very much from comedy um mm. that is where he made his name with key and peel which I, i'm a huge fan of and kind of all that stuff and then he, t- he took the major transition to to obviously he always have, has loved horror but in terms of his actual output of work um you know get out was very a, a departure for him and Mm. um with the comedy in get out it was very much like you say it was the rod character it was the phone calls and it was these moments of 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 humor that was good and we definitely needed them in a very heavy movie but it it very much felt like this own self-contained almost like a sketch within the movie that was just not really part of what was actually going on in that house in the dangerous place whereas this was in the the dangerous place yeah the second you saw rod you're like oh comic relief like here we go and kind of like you had that breakaway and yeah it was it was just like this you know little now now checking in with rod and then like back to the real action guys whereas yeah this is like our characters are in a situation like you know we're not going to spoil anything but there are a couple of great kind of musical cue moments and that sort of thing that just really give you the relief and then suddenly you're like whoa jesus christ and it all starts going again yeah um and yeah i just really i really enjoyed the pacing of that because you know, we, we talk about it a hell of a lot on this podcast, but for for a horror movie to be that sort of run in time mm. and to be something like this, where it kind of, 
reasonably early on. I mean, how how long is it until our characters are face to face with the doppelgangers like oh, they are in the fair. trailer? It, it feels like twenty minutes. Yeah, I was going to say about twenty minutes. And when you think this is a two-hour movie, mm. so at this point, our characters—you know—that's why I feel comfortable kind of talking about that because it's not spoilery. You know, it's in the trailers and it's early on, and yeah. kind of, you know, it felt like that could have been kind of second act going into the third act mm. where it really is just the start of the action that our characters are already kind of being held captive. And suddenly there's a cat and mouse game for, for kind of like an hour and 40 of this movie. Mm. And, and kind of like when you, or at least an hour and a half and you think that's a long time and, but it doesn't feel like that at all. And that's, that's so much credit to the pacing. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, you mentioned the trailer again there as well. Like, the trailer is fascinating for this, and we talked about it a lot mm. because I'd seen it loads of times. And you always worry about, you know, will they show too yeah. much? Will they spoil too much? And th- the reason why I think this is one of the all-time great trailers, I completely agree with your sentiment, is that I love this trailer so much. It got me so hyped for this movie. Mm. I watched this movie. The movie completely delivered on what I wanted from the trailer. It also, the movie yeah. gave me way more than what was in the trailer. Oh, so much more. And then when you actually go back and watch the trailer, having now seen the movie, mm. there's actually a lot more in there that I didn't consciously take in, Yeah, which was really good because there is actually a few moments in the trailer that having now, and obviously the power of hindsight is everything. But now watching yeah. the trailer, I'm like, oh, that's a bit spoilery because I I know where it is in yeah. the context of the movie and what it means whereas when i was watching the trailer i didn't think that at all i was just enamored no. with what was going on so again the way they cut that was genius because they showed you enough without ruining anything yeah. and um, i think that's the thing and i felt like it asked you get, had you asking questions you know there's when that trailer goes into the last kind of 20 seconds and mm. it's cut in between scenes and we see our characters in different scenarios that kind of look a little bit out of place yeah you say to kind of their normal location for the rest of the trailer. Mm. You kind of think, what the hell is going on? And you see a few images and you just think like, but you don't, you're not like, oh, well, clearly X, Y, and Z happened. You're yeah. just like, what the hell? That that was crazy. And and I'm even more hyped because I just got questions. And and then, but yeah, like it does such a good job of not spoiling anything. Like the, the second we were in the living room and we had the four, uh, we had our family and we had our doppelganger family and they were, having the confrontation i was like shit mm. we're not half an hour into this movie and i know nothing that happens from now on like yeah. i have no idea yeah and that's exciting having watched uh pretty much every you know the, the trailer as much times as i possibly can for a trailer mm. um you know uh, and i'm just like we're seeing it at the cinema all the time and i'm not shying away from it like i normally do so like yeah. i've seen this trailer a hell of a lot and yeah i didn't i didn't feel like oh well there was that one bit from the trailer that clearly showed like something from the final act and it's like there are things from the final act in the yeah. trailer but you're not aware of it no you know and and some of these movies you 100 percent are yeah for sure so um, yeah it was it was a great job and and yeah so glad that it didn't ruin anything yeah definitely um another thing that i just adored about this movie was kind of when you think back to like the history of horror and old school horror and we love these icons these imagery you know the obviously the the famous kind of killers of the 80s the freddies mm. and the jasons and then you know pinhead and, and all that stuff like the reason why i really liked get out had a little bit of this but then going into us like the amount of images that he creates that are just stunning and, and i feel like are already burned into my memory in terms of like these are some of the all-time great horror horror images i just think mm. he's so impressive to where 
you know, it's almost like every still in this movie it can be just like an amazing picture, you know, whether it's the, yeah. you know, the red outfits that they wear, whether it's the scissors, whether it's the gloves, you know, his use of shadows early on, like yeah. all of these different things. Oh, well, when the, when the, when the family of doppelgangers are on the drive, like that's, yeah, that's the like holding the hands. Thing, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's, that's Michael Myers mm. in the bedroom window of, of the house, you know, that it, it's that, I, you know, I, I just have that image. Like, oh, that seems away, so you know, it's, good as well. It's like, Jason at the, the camp, isn't it? It's yeah. just like, yeah, you just kind of like, you see that, and if you saw that still, you're just going to be like, fuck, it's us. Yeah. You know, and... And that like, is obviously, that is a theme throughout, like, the, the yeah. seeing people standing holding hands, and it's such a simple thing, which must have been, you know, we've seen people hold hands in millions of different things, but that image is so strong now, that if I see a group of four people, which is a family holding hands, that's us, like you say, yeah. you know, and that is the genius, I think, that he can create these really small things, or mm. that specific design of the scissors, you know, with the with the handles that look like two heads back to back, like, that is just, it's such a simple thing, but he's made it iconic mm. now, you know, that people will know those scissors from us forever now yeah um, well like you say even something like the glove like there's no real need for it mm. but it just kind of it, it just caps it off and it does make it unique and and like you say it's just an image now yeah the poster you know with the scissors and the glove was like seared into our minds and now kind of like seeing it on the big screen it, it, it didn't look out of place and it's so it's so good yeah for like, sure. everything about this like it's it's hard to really have a criticism for this mm. movie. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, most most movies I'll go through, and, like, for me, I'm just, like, it was as close to perfect as you can get. Like, mm. for this unique idea, like, you know, that's the thing. It's not, like, some things, you know, you've got pre-investment in. You know, we go watch a Halloween movie, we expect certain things, yeah. want certain things, and everyone wants something different. Whereas this is just, this is Jordan's image, and you know how did he achieve that and give it to us and i just think he, he did it perfectly yeah it you know, shows you and, that even and... though we love the horror icons we love franchises mm. we love sequels we love getting excited for all these things we what we want more than anything is just good original horror <laughs> mm. and that's exactly yeah. what he delivers um which yeah is, is so impressive um obviously like we we talked about it a little bit but yeah lupita's performance was what was getting talked yeah. about a lot going into this um what, what did you make of her in this movie yeah, I mean, she absolutely blew me away. Like, um, like you said, all of the characters, because they have to play, you know, the the kind of normal family and the villains, mm. and they, they're such different contrasts. But um, her her character in particular, kind of like you see her in the trailer, and like that image of her just kind of like with tears going down her face, like just staring into the camera. Like it haunts me. Like it's terrifying. Mm. It's that's more terrifying than like, like you say, all of these are classic villains you're talking about. Like Jason never freaked me out. Like that stare. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, um, yeah, she absolutely blew me away. And that's not to take away from Adelaide as well, because her character obviously goes a lot of places, but we explore her past quite a bit and kind of, um, you know, the more we explore about her, the more we kind of peel it back and she just, you know, becomes so, like, so much deeper. And like like I said, just everything she did, she nailed. She played the victim, she played the strong mum, but she also played this absolute psychopath as well. Mm. Kind of, you know, for him, to, for him to kind of see and for her to kind of do that is, is amazing in the same film. Like, you'll see characters kind of not want to be typecast and be the hero in one film and the villain in another. But like you say, to see him do both in the same film mm. is, is amazing. And, and definitely her character kind of 
does the most in both roles. So that's why she's getting the, the kind of nods more than the other characters. Because the, the other characters are prevalent as both, but hers, you know, she definitely gets the most kind of screen time as yeah. both hero and villain. Yeah, I think her, you know, Red, which is her doppelganger, that that mm. to me is already one of the great all-time performances where it's yeah. goddamn terrifying from the way she kind of, her posture, you know, when she like walks around the house early on and it's just this really weird, unnatural thing. And it just immediately puts yeah. you in this state of uncomfortableness because you know this isn't like a real normal, what we think is normal person. Um, and obviously, yeah, the way she's, you know, she's already got those scissors, the look on her face, and obviously we haven't even talked about it, but you get a little bit of the trailer so i feel like this isn't really a spoiler because it is how the trailer ends um mm. but like her voice is yeah. just this really weird thing that i feel like i've never even heard before in a movie um you know where she's kind of like exhaling at the wrong times in her sentences and she's this weird breathy voice like it's yeah it's so awful to it's on on your ears it's a really uncomfortable sound to listen to um and it just works so well like like you say, the, the small things is where they really knock it out of the park. That's the thing that stands out for the most for me in terms of Jordan's two movies now is that he he knows how to nail the small things as well. Um, mm. He he obviously paints a broad brush and he makes these really uh, like interesting stories and we'll obviously talk about you know what he's done with Get Out and now going into Us. But I feel like he just nails like these small details that a lot of filmmakers wouldn't. They would worry about you know well, how do I make a doppelganger you know effective yeah. and scary. And he does the main big things which you of course need to achieve. But he also worries about the really little small things. But I, I think that's what's awesome. um, the thing about his like to that point is that his movies are very like these two movies are very much out there in the way of concept mm. you know this this is not uh just uh being stalked by four people no you know the second you get into doppelgangers let alone we've only just scraped the surface with story because we do not want to go into it yeah spoiler but like you know and, and obviously get out as well like the second you get into kind of what is going on in that movie mm. it is very much black mirror kind of top kind of level concept of you know you, you can't really explain it in one sentence you know i've tried i've tried to explain this movie to people already in in more detail and it's like it's hard to explain and, and people be like oh that's interesting mm. because it's just so crazy yeah but, but i think because he does nail those small details and everything feels right and feels genuine mm. then the the crazy concept that he's trying to tell us you just instantly believe because there's nothing kind of peeling away at the corners that's making it seem ungenuine yeah and so i think that's why those small details are so important in his movies and yeah he he absolutely smashes it definitely and what's that what's so weird for him being like you know because we have to think of him as a horror director now obviously with his two movies mm. like i think horror directors are really good at or the ones that are good anyway are good at making horror movies and not necessarily the other parts of movie making you know like sound and that sort of thing and, and that's what really stands out to me is that he is clearly like an author of filmmaking he knows how to make it all tied together he's someone that wants to be involved in the editing process and i'm sure he was involved with the trailer and and all of that stuff and like another note obviously mm. like we knew it from the trailer but the soundtrack in this movie was phenomenal and it already yeah. has a specific sound um in a lot of ways like in a really weird way it reminds me of when i saw shape of water when i was was like 
oh okay like this is from a guy who knows how to nail everything you know he's yeah. just a one-trick pony like he gets the perfect cast to play these amazing roles he he knows how to make a movie look beautiful he knows how to make a movie sound amazing and like he just ticks all the boxes and that's it's weird because there isn't that many people that do that these days you get people that are really good at one specific thing yeah and of course films are a production of multiple minds they always will be but like when you get these auteurs that can really stand alone and be like no 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 I, if i had to be an indie filmmaker and i was in charge of more things he could do it like <laughs> you know it's just the fact that he's a big enough name now that he can only he only has to concentrate on the right and direct and he can get it's people. it's mad that he's got like as big as he has really over the last couple of years doing yeah. two horror movies yeah that's well, it shows you the quality doesn't it me. yeah that's what blows me away because you know we um you know, we, we've spoke a lot about kind of, um, you know, directors and that sort of thing. And even someone like a Fede, mm. um, you know, he, he did two of our favorite movies of, of the last kind of five or six years. And yet he was not a mainstream name. He did not bleed into the mainstream. No. He found his audience and kept with his horror movie, um, horror audience. But for some reason, Jordan has just exploded. Yeah. You know, and I wonder if it is the the kind of background he had beforehand. Because obviously, I never really looked at any of his stuff. Yeah. Uh, pre pre get out, you know, and so I wonder if people were just aware of him because of the other stuff, and and then kind of you know just latched onto it, and because what he's making is just so good and polished that they'll bleed into the horror. You know, it's weird, you know, because a lot it was kind of two years ago when this and it kind of smashed it so much. It mm. was like whoa, like. So horror is a thing that lots of people go see. <laughs> yeah, that was like such a weird moment, wasn't it, in 2017? Yeah. Because that really felt like it was really... Like, we've had all these little moments, and, the, and even in TV, like, horror has just, you know, yeah, snuck you know, in and has become... Yeah, and even, like, you know, Walking Dead and, like, all this mm. stuff. Like, horror has been the most popular thing on television for a while, and no one really talks about it. But, yeah, going into, like, Get Out... The thing that, about Get Out was it killed at the box office, and it did so well. But I have to imagine that the tale that that movie had over the yeah. course of the last two years, people discovering it on Netflix, people seeing people talk about it on Twitter, the fact that he won Oscars for a horror movie, like, that got more people. And I bet way more people, you know, watched that movie. And that's why I think that this movie will end up making a lot more money than us, because now there's way more people that are aware of him. And so, mm. like you say, you, you think... And, and we'll, we'll, I was going to get into it, so I may as well get into it now, because seems like a good time but like this this movie has been doing exceptionally well um you know it's only been at one weekend and this is u.s numbers only um but it made 70 million in its opening weekend nice um that's such a weird number because i'm already like i don't really know what that means but to put that into context it's the third largest opening ever for a horror movie <sighs> so do you can, hazard a guess of what the top two are well, it it is number one yeah yeah by a fair by a uh... fair margin I don't know. It was like, the, the new Halloween. I was going to say the new Halloween. I was like, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I believe A Quiet Place <laughs> yeah. was fourth as well. Oh, okay. Um, Not so. And yeah, so that means that it is, you know, by <laughs> you know, UK cinema is dying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by facto, that is the biggest opening ever for an original horror movie, of course, because it mm. and Halloween were not. Um, it is the biggest opening ever for an original R rated movie which is like one of those insane things that again, for the longest time, people didn't think people would go watch R rated movies, let yeah. alone horror movies, let alone horror movies with black leads. Like, like all of this stuff is just so insane. Yeah. He's just, he's just breaking the norm, isn't he? And then this final one is like, I had to read this about 10 times before I was like, how is this even possible? Um, it's the biggest opening for an original live action movie since avatar. 
what? <laughs> what? How crazy is that? So in the last 10 years, no movie in its opening weekend has made more money than us, which isn't based upon a franchise, part of a series, right. any of that yeah. stuff, or is not animated. Um, yeah. Which which I was like thinking, because you obviously you know like the big superhero stuff, and we know everything's a remake yeah. or a sequel, but I started thinking about, well, The Rock's in a bunch of movies, and then I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, but they're all parts of franchises. Like, yeah, I forgot that Jumanji always, was a sequel. Guess, but... Like, yeah, obviously his smaller ones, like Skyscraper and yeah. San Andreas, but they must not have done as well. And then I was thinking, yeah. like, well, the way to look at this is he is an event director, because the only people you could compare this to would be Tarantino's last couple of movies. I was going to say, you've think... done better than like Django. Yeah. Um, but then what's, what blows my mind even more? I was going to say Nolan. Like, yeah. How did this mo- this make more money than Dunkirk? Like Dunkirk. Inception. Yeah, exactly. Interstellar. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Mad. Like, but this is the level he's at now. Like you say, people mm. are going to see this movie because it's a Jordan Peele movie. And yeah. that, that is insane. You know, it's so, it's a goddamn horror movie. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, One last thing in case before we want to get into spoilers. But the um, we didn't really talk about them too much because it's hard to talk about them without talking spoilers. But the, the other family that are in this movie, mm-hmm. um, we see them a, a glimpse of them in the trailer. Um, The twin daughters that they that they have. Yeah. Um, do you know who they are? um in terms no. of actresses like what they've been in um no i was hoping that you wasn't because yeah i'm about to blow your mind and it's one of those i things... think i just saw it did you, did, <laughs> did you just see it because it's ridiculous yeah. so yeah they played emma green in friends aka <laughs> ross and rachel's baby yeah recognize they are adults <laughs> of course <laughs> which is just like what like how is that even a thing and that yeah. just makes me feel really old um yeah that's mad but yeah how mad is that i was just like i couldn't yeah, get my head around that's that. mad. <laughs> um, but uh yeah i guess should we should we should we talk some spoilers because i think it'd be fun yeah let's do it yeah full spoiler warning oh yeah we should do our recommendations in case people don't already understand uh what would be yeah. your recommendation for this little movie Just go see this goddamn movie go see it twice and that's then what I was maybe a say. third time <laughs> yeah i know yeah. i'm like you have like, to see, you need it at least to see the twice. movie at least twice yeah, yeah. which like that's yeah we need to yeah we need to we need to watch it again this weekend um yeah we will yeah highly recommend it of course go see this movie like if you're listening next to this week podcast, we'll be reviewing us for the second <laughs> time i feel like it warrants a second review so next week we'll be reviewing i was us genuinely again. thinking would we just do non-spoiler this week and spoiler next week but um that'd be a bit <laughs> ridiculous um but yeah we will just briefly talk about it so yeah full spoiler warning please go watch this movie i hope you're one of the few or one of the many people that have already seen it um mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this movie is really wild the way it goes into it. Um, kind of early on, one of the things that I wasn't aware of was that when this movie just straight up starts in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? When this movie started? And it was, I think, 1986 or something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Um, that really took me for a turn and I was not expecting it. And then when we're seeing scenes that I vaguely remember from the trailer. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, we're seeing kind of Adelaide as a, as a girl mm. kind of realized that that character in the trailer was her because yeah. was, you know we just didn't really know who she was in the trailer no and so um yeah that that was yeah it was it was a really you know cool just kind of opening that, that kind of it's something that we've talked about quite a bit that these horror movies that we see sometimes have an opening for opening sake mm. um oh, yeah, you know, the most egregious that. of that was don't breathe yeah um 
where it just has like this absolutely stupid opening for a fantastic movie that that just is completely out of place to give us some sort of horror as like the boomf, you know, because mm. Scream did like this perfect opening horror montage, and it seems like all movies just want to give us something like that. Mm. Um, but what Jordan does is gives us this opening that's this. You know, it's a good suspenseful opening. It introduces to doppelgangers. It does all of that, but also it's a pivotal scene that we mm. keep going back to that gives us context and it makes perfect sense that it's at the start of the movie. Yeah, and um, it yeah, it, it does such a good job because yeah, I just feel sometimes these movies we watch have just these bizarre openings for no reason. You know, to to give our killer a kill out of context. Yeah. Or, a jump scare to, at the start of the movie and yeah this this doesn't do that you know it, it does give us jump scares and, and suspensefulness but it gives us it for a reason oh yeah i mean it's just good writing isn't it like that yeah. I mean, that scene has to be the first thing you see in this movie and yeah mm. i wasn't expecting it i was not expecting her to have a um interaction with a doppelganger at a young age no. like from the trailers no. i'd assumed that it was just a family meeting them for the first mm. time so immediately from that opening scene that gives me a completely different context to the character of Adelaide so immediately I'm like oh okay she's aware of this and she's worried about this and so you know when they go to the beach this beach where it happened she's immediately nervous and she's worried about her family and you kind of get like a I like how it was almost like a little remake where Jason her son pretty much goes through the exact same thing he did as a child like I loved all that stuff yeah Um, it just gives it a real sense of foreboding doesn't it where you just kind of you you you've seen it happen before mm. and you know that shit's gonna go down there yeah you know it's it's not just in her mind and you know sometimes these movies do like play the oh, look, there's a creepy guy, and then he, like, whips an ice cream out, and he's an ice cream salesman, and everyone's laughing, you know, and it's like, no, no, like, we know that this is a bad place. Mm. Like, we we can't shy away from that. So, yeah, I really, it, yeah, it was a strong opener and kind of, yeah, such a pivotal scene for the rest of the movie, really. Yeah, definitely. The, the other thing as well is that, um, like, the, I think going into this, one of the questions I'd had when I'd watched the trailer so many times was I was kind of like, this is really cool. I wonder how big this gets, you know, like, Get Out mm. was, it was his first movie this this movie doesn't have a massive budget it's 20 million which is four times what, what get out was but it's still not a huge budget um you always no. wonder like how big are these movies going to get you know is it just going to be a family being stalked by their doppelgangers in a house and it's all in this mm. small community and, and the outside world isn't really aware of what's going on and and that's what, kind of what i expected to be honest yeah completely i i did as well um so when we get a scene again fairly early on once we get the the confrontation between the family and the doppelgangers and then they kind of split up and there's these four individual uh, little confrontations going on the daughter uh, who's fighting her doppelganger ends up in this really cool scene where she's like running away from her and then i loved yeah. again a great moment of comedy used perfectly where there's just some dude just randomly there and he's like hey what are you doing like because the girl's on his yeah, car well, she stood on yeah <laughs> in a really great horror scene because they use the camera really well and all that stuff and, and and you're just like oh man like he's introducing other people in this world like this is a world it's not just a gated off community like get out was and so and then because obviously when they when they see the doppelgangers Mm. and it's just the family seeing their own doppelgangers you wonder how real you know what you're seeing how real it is yeah because you're thinking could it be in someone's head you know we know obviously with get out that there's that massively explores the mind Mm. and how the mind works and so i was part thinking is this gonna be some mind fuck stuff and Mm. so the second we get introduced to like 
characters outside of the family that are getting slaughtered you're like oh no no this is happening like yeah this is really happening yeah it definitely it adds a level to it which i mean it raised the stakes for everyone i think in the film which i thought was so well done and then going into that after that initial confrontation by far my favorite sequence of the whole movie um which is when we're reintroduced to the the other family uh Mm. friends and Man, this whole scene is just magical. Like, I can't wait to watch it again. It's funny. Yeah. It's terrifying. The musical cues are yeah. just perfect. Like, all of that stuff. And it, and it obviously, it done exactly what I wanted to, which we have we have our four family members in this family. And then just immediately their doppelgangers show up and just immediately wreck them in the most horrific ways. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that was when it really went up another level. And like I say, the use of, of music in that scene was great and, and comedic effect. And it really... It goes on a while, the scene where it starts with this yeah. initial confrontation, which then turns into um, the Wilson family then ending up there and then them confront- um, confronting them as well. Like, I just, I love this entire bit. Like, this could have gone on for even longer for me. I thought it was so well done. Yeah, um, it was great. And and just seeing, like, the, you know, that family and their doppelgangers and how well that they, like, did the switch as well. Yeah. And I was like... My God, like everyone he's cast can just play both roles perfectly. Yeah, I did want to um, bring that up because that was one thing watching the trailer, seeing, well, wh- I remember when this movie was first cast and we just thought it was about two families. Mm. Um, it was a case of Lupita got cast and then Elizabeth Moss got cast as the mm. other family. And then watching the trailer, she was like barely in the trailer. And um, obviously I know her from Handmaid's Tale where she's a phenomenal actress and I was so happy that she got to do a lot of fun stuff in this movie. You know, she gets to play the evil one. She gets to like kill herself and all this stuff. And I, yeah, I loved all that stuff when she's like staring in the mirror and does she start putting like lipstick on or something in the mirror? Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. She's putting just lipstick on. Yeah. Then she just like starts cutting her face and she has like a really cool (laughs) fight with Lupita's character. Like I just, I loved all this stuff, man. Like it just, it's putting a smile on my face just thinking about it, which is always a good sign. Um, I think um, one of the things, kind of like, because you know, at this point, if you're listening to this, you've seen the yeah, we're full the film, and we don't, and we don't need to kind of expl- overly explain things. No, kind of like as we now, like as the kind of credits roll, or kind of like as we're getting towards the end of the movie, and obviously we know the Adelaide Red situation, mm. and kind of even when we just peel the surface back and we understand who these doppelgangers are <laughs> and like where they come from, it's such an interesting take on villainy and kind of, you know, hero versus villain where I'm just kind of sitting there thinking like, I don't even know who's bad anymore. Mm. Like, and I'm just like, it's, you know, that's obviously his intent to look at, you know, to mm. take that away, but it's, it's done so well. Cause it's not done in like a cheap way no. where like, I still feel like the characters did horrible things and they're horrible for doing those things, but you kind of just look at the, how they were victimized as well. And you just kind of, you know, it really makes you think and really like, you know, when we're, when we're kind of in the car with red Adelaide at the end mm. and we're like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I think she's I think, asking herself that question as well. Yeah. And you know, that, that just poses so many questions. Some, questions that we're not qualified to really talk about being two white dudes for a start Mm. but like it also just poses questions about like you know when once you've done what you've done are you the victim at all anymore and like that's true in most horror movies like most horror movies when credits roll we're looking at the final girl Mm. and we're like hell yeah final girl you've smashed it you killed that guy in a horrific way you're good and like you know it really took me a step back and i was like 
wow, yeah, they're all horrible murderers, all mm. these final girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, for this one, I was like, did she kill the good person or did, yeah. she, did she the bad person? And then, like, when you actually then, I'm like, oh, no, because, yeah, she she just killed someone. She's, you know, that's that's a horrible thing. And she's now, like, a, you know, a, a worse person for it, even though she survived. And it really made me just think more about, like, everything else I'm watching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, a really it's powerful just, ending when you, the yeah. more you think about it. Because when you first watch it, you think, like, it's the quote-unquote twist of the movie. is like, oh, they switched places when she was a child. And so, mm. in most traditional movies, it would be a case of, ah, we got you, she was the bad guy all along. And that's yeah. absolutely not what this movie is. Mm. It's very much blurring the lines, and it's saying, like, look, she was in a really shit situation situation with all these people on the ground they're obviously in this awful situation she had the chance to live her life and actually make something of herself and she took it and she has no regrets she doesn't think about who the people she left behind she doesn't think about a revolution she doesn't think about saving anyone else she just wants to live her life and to the best of her ability and she just wanted to have a family yeah and And that's what i loved you know it was it was very much like a a selfish viewpoint that that where she comes from and so that's what this whole movie is about it's about class it's about race it's or not not necessary it's more about class and citizenship in america and like how we we view the lower down people but if they had the chance they would take our places in an instant and mm. shouldn't really look down on them for that because that's what everyone would do in that situation um so yeah that's why well it also just shows it, yeah i mean it's just opportunity that's the thing you yeah. know she had an opportunity she took it mm. and we we're, we're taught that like you know when we get into class and everything else that like oh there is a there is a level for a reason it's like no it's just it's just if you were lucky to be in that situation or yeah, not you know completely. and if she got given that chance the door opened and she like ran through that open door and that's kind of yeah it's almost like the american dream mm, you know completely she, she had opportunity and she took it you know yeah. and it's yeah it's just like the more you start to unpack it and and that's the thing like i don't I don't watch horror movies to have this thought and deeper, mm. you know, meaning or discussion, really. I, I watch them for entertainment. Yeah. And so really, does a movie come along with such a big message like this where I want to even take it away? And not not like in a negative way, just like I say, it's not what I go to the cinema for. Mm. But like, he's given us this message and this, you know, these questions, and I'm wanting to explore it in my mind and kind of broaden myself because of it. And so again, it's just like, hats off man well definitely and that's what we've talked about multiple times is that we (laughs) see we see movies which have cool messages and cool Mm. images you know like a movie like mother where it's like it's got cool message and stuff but that i couldn't didn't find any of that movie entertaining or fun to watch and so but you think about the all-time great horror movies like dawn of the dead and stuff like that like yes i love that as a fun zombie movie but he also had a shit ton to say about you know Mm. social economics and like consumerism and all of that stuff and it, and it still holds uh, water today and movie like they live I, I think the message behind that is incredible but i also just love it as an entertaining fun john yeah, exactly. movie. and so that's why us is brilliant because it's just like that's why i started this entire conversation with saying like i just want to say up front i think this movie is so fun and entertaining yeah. and then if you really want to peel it back and you want to be the people that are going to write you know fifty thousand word essays about it you can do that if you want to do mm. that or you can just watch it and have an amazing time for two hours and it's really really hard to tick both those boxes and there isn't many people that can do it um and somehow he's done it twice now um and i just find that that just blows my mind um where do you think this movie continues like 
as credits roll and then you know we we now continue with everyone holding hands we've mm. got the family riding off into the sunset like <sighs> what happens from there man like i don't know <laughs> Like, he's created did, such an interesting world with this and, do, and the way he's viewed these people. Like, I don't know where yeah. he goes with it. You know, is it kind of the revolution is on? Like, mm. doppelgangers take over? Like, do, do do our family become the outcasts? Like, mm. how big is the outbreak, you know? Because um, that's the thing as well. You see so many of these outbreak movies where it's like, um, you know, the zombies taking over or whatever, and you're like, ah, zombies equal bad. Yeah. And like I say, with this one, I'm just like... I don't know who I want to take over. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, these guys, you know, <laughs> they've had it rough. <laughs> Definitely. Like they're living, at, they're living in hell and it's for no fault of their own. You know, they were yeah. forced in this situation. But, but it's almost, it's, it's, it's this hell where you get to have like a mirror image of heaven as well. You know, it's such like a juxtaposition where they kind of, yeah, but when it's they not become fun, aware though, of it, they're just like eating trash and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But they, they know that like their counterparts are having a good time and that mm. makes it even more of a hell, yeah. you know? And like, um, red talks about it, how like, um, you know, Adelaide kind of got to have her children and her perfect family. And she was forced with the kind of doppelganger version of adelaide's husband to have these children that then she had to like cut out of herself because she didn't have you know this this you know above level support and that they're just in the underground trying to stay alive Mm. and it was just like you know god you just think of that like and like you say these people that are just like up you know you know above ground having a meal and down below they're just eating trash and they just eat it's rats isn't it and rabbits that they're eating pretty yeah much. rabbits yeah 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 it's crazy yeah. when you think about it, I, I what i loved one of the little touches of gabe's doppelganger because when you first see mm. him he's got this really weird look on his face and he's like really squinting and it's like mm. what's going on and then there's a yeah. point when gabe is glad he takes his glasses off and he puts <laughs> yeah, glasses fantastic. on and you're like oh of course like they can't they don't have glasses down there so he, this yeah. poor guy has just had shit eyesight his whole life and he's yeah. never actually seen the world for what it's supposed to look like you know it's little moments again like that, yeah. that really tie it all together um oh, i need to watch this movie again i know i cannot wait um so yeah we do there's we do have a couple of twitter questions but just before that this is something i just wanted to bring up because basically it's not something that i know you're massively interested in with kind of the the awards um circuit you know oscars and that sort of jazz Mm. um but obviously jordan was you know very much involved with his last movie um Mm. it's easy to forget that get out was nominated for best picture um which is wild um let alone the fact that he you know won for best original screenplay and of course the the kind of third aspect of this which i think is worth noting is lapita is a former oscar winner for best actress um Mm. so there's a lot of different people that have won previously for you know their work do you how do you obviously it's very hard and early to tell but do you think this movie stands a chance sort of next year in the (sighs) awards ceremony i don't know man like my 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 mind's saying no Mm. but um It'd be outrageous if it didn't, but <laughs> I've I've thought this before, and that's happened. Yeah. Um, like you say, I think this one stands the best chance out of any. The fact that eyes are on Jordan, like you say, um, and various other cast and crew in the past, and kind of they will be again. So certainly, it's not going to be. You know, like last year, we obviously spoke quite a bit about Quiet Place, mm. but like Quiet Place was something that 
didn't have the Oscar eyes on it. They had to be forced on it. Where certainly the, the, the guys that are giving out Oscars and voting on Oscars are going to be looking at Jordan and his movies after yeah. Get Out. So it sounds a chance. Um, I don't know. And I don't, I, like you said, I, I, for me, I, I'm not worried if it gets it or not. It's, yeah. it's fantastic and it's enjoyable when they do. But the Oscars, you know, let's, let's not have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's very early. Like, my my yeah. gut is that, like, Best Picture, not in a million years, because this is such a horror movie, and mm. they just, it doesn't matter how much they like Jordan, and they might like... Well, the, and comedy yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, know? like, they don't like, like the this. the two things they hate. Yeah, they, they genuinely, this is such a horror movie, and I think it would be the biggest upset ever if it got nominated for Best Picture. Um, yeah. I think writing is interesting because even mm. though he made a really interesting horror movie last time, it was I think the the messages behind it were more upfront and it was yeah. more the driving factor to that film. Whereas this is very subtle and, and in a way it's almost like more layered. But it's this mm. is like he very much wanted to make an entertaining horror movie first. I was gonna say I think that's the thing. Like we've we've gone two or three different angles on kind of aspects were taken from the movie mm. and there are other ones as well like oh, loads, more yeah. obvious ones really you mm. know whereas get out was was kind of this this singular yeah message more than anything that, that overruled it yeah i i definitely think that he's grown in the past two years mm. and i think there's a lot of things that it shows you an upwards trajectory that he's only going to get better which makes me yeah so excited but um yeah, I think to me that those two, I don't think will. I, th- I think Lupita is the only one that stands a chance. It'll just be a case of what yeah. sort of comes out and how well she does in the other awards. But yeah, I think that's the one because it's it, this is such a strong kind of piece for her. You know, it's it. She is. The I, I'm just thinking. Roles. You know, I'm just thinking the um little like. Uh, vignettes of the actresses and yeah. then they show her in fucking us i know Do you know what i mean like i just can't imagine that you know the the ceremony well yeah and, and i completely agree because because i feel of... like i feel like with get out they could show performances and a scenes that would kind of give you a give you a clip and give you like a, a reason to that they're getting the nod for the award as well but the second you show lapita you, you've got to show some crazy shit in this movie well and especially if you're talking about horror being overlooked in the history of, of award ceremonies mm. i would say acting has been the category that's been overlooked more than anything um yeah. like in, even in recent years like last year alone for god's sake like hereditary in a quiet place the fact that these movies aren't even being considered for acting is outrageous mm. you know I, yeah. I don't care if it gets win or, or even nominated but it seems like they throw it in the trash because it's a horror movie and that is yeah. ironic um yeah so and that's why i just feel like oscars turned their back on horror a long time ago and yeah. i'm not clamoring for their recognition ever no. um fuck the oscars man <laughs> fair enough um <laughs> yeah we do have some uh, questions on twitter uh you can always hit us up on twitter at shb pod uh, if you want to uh, ask us anything obviously we've got some good ones about us this week which is cool um but you can always ask us about anything really because like i was thinking like we, that'd be a probably a good place to chuck in when we watch other random movies and stuff when it's not as mm. sort of busy um you know yeah. when we watch like the the marvel movies and all that stuff but um Anyways, we do we do have some good questions about us. Um, so the first one is from Kyle, uh, who says, "If you guys were attacked by your family's doppelgangers, which one of yours would be more terrifying to fight, uh, Matt or Mike's?" Um, obviously, our, our our families are very similar because we are brothers. Um, <laughs> but I guess the way I would answer this man. would be kind of what would you what would be more terrifying to fight for you, a copy of me or a copy of you? Hmm. Because I can't answer it. I find them equally terrifying. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I find them both quite terrifying. Mm. I think just the imagery of myself, like, scares me more. Yeah. Like, I can I can picture fighting you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we're talking about upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I know your weak spots. Uh, I feel like I'd have, you know... But but like yeah the, the the idea of fighting like a psycho version of myself like I feel like I feel like straight away when we're talking about our family I'm not I'm not too worried about our parents I think we can take them <laughs> like they're they're fairly unintimidating I'd be more worried about me and you and like yeah. the the knowledge we both have of horror movies as well <laughs> yeah I feel like we'd yeah we'd bring some next level shit to the doppelganger game yeah I definitely think it's the supernatural element isn't it where it's like if you see yeah. a, a version of yourself you immediately like yeah. okay some cr- some absolutely mental shit has happened and now I don't know well, where to even begin well I think that's the thing that's that's what kind of like stuck with me like I say I got myself a little bit freaked out after this movie because I was like fuck like the idea of like i say like uh you going nuts and like coming at me i'm like well that's still like something i can wrap my head around <laughs> but i feel like the second i turn around and i see some like i see me attacking yeah. me i just freeze you know and then i get attacked i think that's you know i wouldn't i wouldn't like go i'd just be like what and then like my head's gone do you know mm, what i mean <laughs> yeah Maybe you, maybe so, yeah. you're the tunnel you all along, and you're not even the maybe real. man. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, We're yeah. all plugged into the matrix. Exactly. Um, the next question is: uh, What kind of horror movie would you guys love to see Jordan Peele tackle next? Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what type? I think for me, I'm like whatever the hell Jordan wants to make, as long as it's a horror movie, that's what I want him to do. <laughs> yeah, like he needs to stay in horror, and that's my main. Like, obviously, we know he's writing Candyman, which is amazing, but his next feature that he's directing needs to stay as a horror movie. Mm. Um, you know, the second you get into like genre, I then like assign franchise. And then I just assign franchise that I love that I want to be made good. Mm. And that's not necessarily right for Jordan. Yeah. So I just think he needs to stay in horror and that's all that matters to me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly similar really. Like in terms of purely selfishly and if it could just be in, you know, anything, completely anything regarding the actual facts, like Candyman, a hundred percent, like he, obviously like it's not just the fact that yeah it's not just the fact that in my opinion Candyman is the most important black icon in the history of horror but it's the fact that he loves it man he loves Candyman Mm. so much and obviously to the point that he is executive producing and writing the new Candyman movie and I just think look you're going like most of the way there yeah I know know you got a lot on your plate right now but like I can wait like if it's gonna take three more years it'll take three more years but like I would be infinitely more hyped like i'm already super hyped for the movie but if he was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna direct it as well especially we've got like a sweet candy man now already yeah. like it's just so that would still... yeah that would definitely be my number one pick outside of that i completely agree with you like it would be i would want just another original horror movie um that would be my yeah. number one pick having said that i'm not completely against him doing sequels um and in particular to us i think that I don't want that to be his next project. Mm. I think like in a few years when he's got like four or five movies under his belt, I think there's something with this. I think that there's something with his I take on doppelgangers and this world, mm. this America that he's created in this universe. I think there's more to this. And with like I say, with the imagery, with the holding the hands, the scissors. You think everything. we could um meet our family years on and they're in the underground and the survivors are in the underground and the doppelgangers are now, you know, it's gone from us to them. 
Yeah, I honestly you know? don't have no idea. Um, it's just a case of I think that there's enough cool shit. Like Get Out was such yeah. a awesome self. It was an isolated thing. Yeah, like Get Out. Whereas yeah, this this feels like a spectacle, doesn't it? Yeah, and like I say, because yeah. of the imagery, I almost want it to become a franchise because it yeah. is so strong. But I don't need it yet. It, I would love it was, to do other stuff. You know, it was like Quiet Place, wasn't it? You know, where it was just like you just felt like there was more juice there to be had, and you, yeah, hopefully you can get more out of it. So. Um, yeah yeah we shall see yeah i mean i'm just i just uh, as long as he stays in the genre that's all that matters yeah yeah for sure um so yeah thanks for that one um we also have a couple of questions from cody um we'll start with the second one because it is about uh obviously talking about jordan he said uh what's your favorite jordan peele movie god damn Um, cody don't don't do it don't make us choose so soon Look, come on, gun to your head. I know you've only seen it once, so it's because, again, it's very difficult. We've seen this once. Uh, I've seen Get Out yeah. at least like seven or eight times in the last two years. Um, but yeah, what would, if you really, really, really had to pick now? I mean, right now it's all about us. What like, would it, be? It, it, it would be us right now. Really? Like, I just wow. feel like it's it's evolved, like, for mm. me. And this, this is so horror, and like, his filmmaking is evolving. That's the thing, this guy has only two films in as a director. Hmm. And I just think this this is an evolution from Get Out. It's something that straight up appeals to me. From the trailer, I was like, this mm. appeals to me. And it, it did throw out. So, like, I don't want to be the guy that just jumps on the next bandwagon and be like, that's my new favorite shit. But that's my new favorite shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so Get Out is, like, one of my all-time favorite movies. But you know what? I'm going to actually agree with you and say us because – most of what you said as well but the fact that like going into get out i remember seeing the trade obviously before it came out i was like oh man this shit looks cool it looks like a black mirror film Mm. i can't wait to watch this and obviously it was great but it it was nowhere near the level of anticipation and and excitement and everything i had going into us and that trailer and then the like you say the hype levels like it's so hard to actually meet our hype levels because we're children and we get way too high for these things we screw ourselves with hype consistently throughout the this podcast yeah. anyone that listened to us over the years is probably already laughing like we we screw ourselves with hype all yeah. the time like and so the fact that he somehow <laughs> managed to meet that and exceed yeah. it, it is is blows yeah. my mind and so for that reason alone i have to pick this movie and yeah i need mm. to just i need to see it again yeah. um but yeah he did have a, another you got us cody you got us. <laughs> yeah um uh, this is uh, have you guys ever played tabletop role-playing games um I, I mean, you, you haven't, have you? I mean, I'm pretty awesome at Harry Potter Cluedo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm currently undefeated. I don't think that's um, what he's talking about. Um, I mean, I'm pretty good at it though. Yeah, like I I haven't really. I don't think I've played anything. With no. you I, back in the day, I used to play a bit of Warhammer. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily role playing. Mm. I don't think it was actually. It's more of a strategy game. Um, yeah. But I have watched some uh, role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, like on YouTube. Um, I can't remember the name of them now. They're probably one of the the, the most well-known ones that Cody knows. Of. But there's a bunch of like uh, famous video game voice actors who like get together and play it. Um, right. And it, I definitely enjoy seeing it because yeah, they're they're very much obviously they're great at it because they've got such good voices. But mm. one of the main things I liked about it was how much they get into it. They really understand yeah. the characters and they come up with all the backstories and all that stuff. It's a very entertaining thing, and I 100% get the appeal of it. Um, if you I, have, like, I love like, to. Friends, I was gonna say that's the thing. I'd love to give it a go, but it's having a group of like-minded yeah. people that would take it seriously yeah. enough to actually give it a go. Um, definitely, and yeah, it's definitely something that I think would be cool. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm thanks. all about that Harry Potter Cluedo. <laughs> uh, thanks for that question, Co. Uh, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. This is a fairly long segment, but um, yeah, we will take a short break and we will be right back. Right, so th- we better just quickly try and end this because this has gone long. But of course, this is an amazing movie, so we had to give it its props. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk about it again anyway in the future. But yeah, we have watched some We stuff. might. Um, just quickly, this first one, honestly, probably isn't even worth mentioning. I watched... Um, <laughs> it's interesting because we talked about The Ring recently and yeah. obviously the the collection coming out or the, and the remaster, um, which I can't wait Been to dive into. Bro. Yeah, you've had it for a while. I've only just had my box set for a few days. Um, I haven't even watched any of them yet. Um, but in anticipation for that, I decided what a great idea was to watch Sadeku versus Kyoko. Um, you make me sick. Which, for people that don't know, is a very exciting concept. It's basically Freddy mm. versus Jason for the J horror fans. Um, mm. So it's the kind of the, the the primary antagonists of both the Ring franchise and Grudge. Um, which, again, concept wise, amazing. You watch the movie; mm. it's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> it's just boring as hell like a lot of these movies are where it kind of start like the problem is it's, it writes itself you you have someone watch the tape in the haunted house it's not hard to get there but they get they take an hour and 20 minutes before they decide to actually put these two things together where it's like oh Jesus that's Christ. weird that this haunted house which is one street over from where everyone's watching this evil tape maybe we should put these two concepts together um and you get you know an okay fight at the end but it's nowhere near the level that i wanted because i really wanted this to be the Japanese Freddy vs. Jason, yeah. and it just isn't um, at all. Uh, so yeah, past past this movie. Do not watch it. Um, okay. I watched um, a couple of Arrow movies. I watched uh, The Stuff uh, first, <laughs> um, which I very much enjoyed. Um, it's kind of sad because Larry Cohen unfortunately passed away in the past uh, couple of weeks, oh, yeah. Sucks. Um, which is such a shame. Obviously, a huge like. I need to like. There's so many movies that I know he done that I haven't seen, mm. so I definitely want to like seek them out. Um, but the stuff is such a goddamn fun movie. Uh, it's a ride, right? Yeah, it's just like the thing I love about these movies like this is just it's and continuing off when I watch Society was like it's so different. Like in an yeah. era where obviously like we love the slashers and the serial killer movies and and all like the sleepaway camp knockoffs and all that stuff, but there really isn't anything like the stuff. You know, it's very unique um, and very much stands on alone. Uh, you know, in in what they're trying to achieve. Um, but yeah, I just, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really cool. Um, and yeah, the the other one I watched, which was one that I've wanted to watch for a very long time, uh, which was Day of the Dead. Um, oh yeah, have you never seen it properly? I've so. I watched Day of the Dead very shortly after I first saw Dawn of the Dead. Um, right, yeah, it's seeing, not a good time to watch it. Exactly, because I, I saw it very young as well, and I loved Dawn of the Dead so yeah. much. And Seeking Out Day, and I was just like, oh, I don't know what this movie is. It's a lot slower than Dawn, and it just wasn't Dawn. And so mm. it was always the one that was on my radar. And yeah, picked up the, the Arrow restoration, which is currently out of print, and this movie's uh, obviously no surprise to people is absolutely amazing. Like it's so different to Dawn, obviously. And that's why I love it. Now we you know with the brain mm. that I have and the, the viewer that I am now, because 
yeah, it's not about what Dawn is about at all. It's very much a different time and a place in a zombie apocalypse where everything's just completely messed up and there is really yeah. no sign, but we have to at least somehow try and come up with a solution to this mess. Yeah, you've got to try to cling on to hope and just hope that you can get to the bottom of something and restore some sort of humanity to the world that's almost humanless at this point. Yeah, because with Dawn, it's, it's very much, it's ju just happens. So you think it's almost yeah. like the Shaun of the Dead aspect. Well, we just it's hunt just like, it down. We'll and, yeah, yeah we'll hopefully this will blow over. Um, whereas Day of the Dead, it's like, no, this stuff's not going to blow over. And if we don't actually come up with some sort of solution we're just gonna die um and mm. so that's what i loved it's the setting is awesome in this really like underground area like it's so claustrophobic from the first moment um a, an amazing lead performance as well which again it's, it's sad to say that he's unfortunately passed away recently um joe Pilato, um who kind of plays i think it's Rhodes, like the main sort of army guy mm. who's amazing i loved him so much in this movie like he was he was so charismatic but really just a wonderful performance and there wasn't anything like him in dawn which i really appreciated because he was the one that really stands out the most whereas in dawn you were kind of drawn more to the protagonists that were trying to survive whereas yeah, i like this had more of a focus on like the bad guys um and yeah ama amazing movie like it holds up so well like the thing that is definitely a massive step up above dawn is the special effects because um, mm. they're incredible like in the seven years that passed like clearly you know tom savini was on a mad one when he made this movie and all of the people that helped because the zombie kills are just stunning they still look so good today um and yeah i, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it it's one that i immediately was like oh man i need to go watch like dawn again <laughs> but I, I loved it in its own right it was it was goddamn fantastic damn right um yeah, yeah, man. What, what have you been watching um stick sticking with the arrow man i um <laughs> the, the feature course, isn't it yeah. it's pretty much yeah. just like what's the arrow yeah. movie we've been watching this um one? so yeah i what i i finally after having it sitting there for weeks decided to watch the ring restoration <laughs> um because i put this movie on and like obviously i mean i've watched the american one i was gonna say have you ever seen and it? i've seen i've seen clips of the japanese one and i was not sure in my mind whether i've seen it or not and mm. having watching it watched it now i definitely haven't seen it from like start to finish before yeah um and like i i, I liked it and but for me like having seen the american one so many times now i just kind of it doesn't have that special original concept anymore mm. and kind of like yeah it was it was good but i, I was kind of like i'm not really pumped to watch more of these movies if you know what i mean mm. it's kind of like it's a real slow burn it's a slow burn just like the american one in the middle and kind of when you get to the conclusion it, it yeah it just kind of having watched like i say the american one so many times now it just kind of didn't have any thing else that that um you know and it's not its fault because it's the goddamn original one but you yeah know what i mean like my jaded view of it was just kind of like yeah i'm glad i've seen it now but i i don't it's not something that like really want to clamor on to yeah but it's funny when we talk about a lot of these arrow movies in terms of like how unique a lot of them are mm. like how i just talked about the stuff and stuff like that mm. whereas the ring is it's a very hard movie to now watch in 2019 and yeah. try to take all context away from it because yeah we, there's like a 10,000 ring movies and most of them yeah. are dreadful so it's really mm. hard to actually like look at the original but I also, concept i also really like the american remake yeah um i do really like that i think they got a great cast especially mm. you know naomi watts in it and yeah. kind of genuinely terrifying you know uh 
especially you know when we watched it you know hell of a lot younger i remember that movie terrified me mm. and so kind of like this movie didn't have those scares for me um you know it was more subtle and you know um so yeah it was just a weird one you know it was anticlimactic i guess i'd say for mm. me um but then yeah i also watched um evil ed Oh yeah, uh, which is another kind of Arrow Blu-ray that I picked up recently. And again, I the thing I love about these Arrow Blu-rays is I'm just picking them up because of the cover art at this point. Yeah, just like back in the day at the oh, video so store, good. which is so good because you just don't get to do that anymore. And they've got Evil Ed has a great um, artwork that have been that has been kind of commissioned for this this Blu-ray release. And kind of watching it, it's basically um, Ed is a movie editor. Um, I think he's called Ed anyway, because now <laughs> Ed the editor. But let's call him Ed. Um, and he's basically... You watched it, bro. Um, <laughs> I don't know, did I? <laughs> his his name's irrelevant. And um, so he um, basically is the edit- editor that kind of does, like, just in the, the general film department. And he gets cast um, specifically into the horror division. Because this the the kind of horror department of this film studio is like kicked off with this basically a Friday the thirteenth almost, just this idea where he's like, We're making eight movies in one go and we're gonna be putting out, you know, four in the next year. So you need to just edit the shit out of these really graphic, over the top horror movies. And so Ed is just like frantically cutting together these horror movies and basically just has to watch this terrible kind of grotesque stuff and <laughs> cut the horrible stuff away and becomes more and more warped until he, he basically loses his mind editing these movies and goes on his own murderous rampage. Mm. And um, I really like that as a concept for a movie. It's a really cool concept. And definitely as he's watching the movies and starting to become insane, that bit is really good. When he goes off the rails, it does become a little bit more... Um, Evil Dead kind of slapsticky, and um, I'm down. I can't. Yeah, I, I still really enjoyed it, but I, I definitely think like the the first half is really strong. But yeah, I was still in like we we get to the point that military get involved, and it's, mm. <laughs> you know, that, that sort of it's always a good sign. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it still it proper made me laugh, and it, it's just yeah, it was a fun ride and one one that's definitely worth watching. Mm. It's, yeah, and it's a cool concept as well. Like, like I say, it just sounds like a cool thing that I can't believe hadn't been done before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, I have to say that I am. Uh, I've watched a little bit of a movie. I've watched about an hour's worth of a movie that's not an hour movie that I'll definitely talk about next week. Right. And it's pretty good so <laughs> far, man. Oh, a little teaser. Yeah. Nice. Something um, that I believe, I think it was Cat recommended. Uh, all right. Ages ago, definitely someone recommended it. Mm. Um, I think it was Cat. Yeah, a while ago, and I kind of saw it on Shudder and thought I'd pick it up. So. There was one that yeah. got recommended to us. I think it also was from Cat a while ago. Is it one of the Bruce Campbell ones? But I don't think it was oh, like right, easily yeah. available. Mm. It was. I think. Yeah, I remember it, saying. Was it a vampire it, yeah. one or something? I can't. I'll yeah, maybe. It up, but it was. It, yeah. I remember we looked it up, and it was like it might. I don't think it was on any of the streaming services. Um, no, it sounded really cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. This is a very long show, short show. <laughs> a Normally lot we go longer, guys. Yeah, there's a lot going on, so this makes up for a sort of our absence. But we're we'll try and get back to a sort of weekly schedule now. Uh, hopefully, we won't be ill because that that was really annoying. Um, I hope so. 
but yeah we've got some we got some very fun stuff planned to say the least in the upcoming shows um we've so, got some stuff yeah planned. it's it looks very fun let's just let's just say that the uh that's just gonna i was just gonna say the name of the film <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like how can you even uh tease it without just giving it away <laughs> yeah um can't man imagine like gremlins but not good film so yeah <laughs> but just like <laughs> round balls of fur <laughs> exactly oh uh, yeah if that doesn't give it away i don't know what will but it's gonna be very exciting next week uh but yeah that was is it it'll be something it'll be <laughs> something it's the only way that you can follow a masterpiece in us is by True. talking about what we're going to do next we will we will be doing uh, a show on each episode yeah and we're going to have to compare it to us as well just to kind of really like dig deep into it hell yeah um, but yeah that was episode 136 uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone through my veins and travels to my head they said you'll die soon enough anyway shut up i can't mainly because i never could how could i start that